What's up, y'all? This is Marcus Sniffles from the Committee Podcast. We are a double-gated community talking life, culture, music, racism, anime, sports, and other things. Uh, you can check us out on the Kids Wear Crowns Podcast Collective. Um, after you check out, check us out, make sure you check out the Reduce Lunch Podcast. Check out the Interstellar Podcast, the Sports and Bullshit Podcast. Make sure you guys support Trill T if you're looking for a, a Black business to support that's actually like legit. Check them out. It's a Trill T. And today, um, this episode, we're talking about one of my uh, favorite artists, one of the uh, best artists, probably a top 10 artist of all time, and that is Michael Jackson. Uh, recently, the 10-year anniversary of his death uh, was this week, so I figured I'd get on and um, share my thoughts on him. Uh, his legacy, his impact, uh, you know, what he means to me and uh, music in general. Um, first off, uh, where I was when he, when I found out that he died. Like, there's only a handful of people that I can tell you exactly where I was and who I was with and what I was doing uh, when I found out they died. Uh, it's Michael Jackson. It's Prince. Luther Vandross, Whitney Houston, and Osama bin Laden. That last one's kind of odd, but I, I don't know. That one always sticks with me. It's a weird one. I, I mean, out of all those, like Osama bin Laden, like which one doesn't fit? But uh, Michael Jackson, when I found out that he died, I was in South Korea. That was back when I was in the military. I was in South Korea uh, working at like an outpost or something like that. I was outside of the base. And, uh, they were we were listening to the radio. It's like a uh, basically a top one hundred uh, station. They just play you know all the you know popular American songs. Like this was back when like the Black Eyed Peas were like blowing up. So we heard uh, Black Eyed Peas a whole lot. So uh, they broke into the commercial and they announced it like, hey, you know, uh, at the age of fifty, Michael Jackson's dead. Like he passed away, complications, all that stuff, and. The next song that they played was The Love You Save from the Jackson 5. And I just kind of sat there and just, I was, I guess I was stunned because it's, Michael Jackson had always been a part of my life. Like I had never known a musical landscape that didn't involve Michael Jackson. Like Michael Jackson has been performing what he went, he started in the Jackson Five in like, what is it, nineteen seventy two? I think in the seventies. Like he essentially he's been making music before I was born. So there's never been a time in my life up to that point where there was no Michael Jackson alive. Like Michael Jackson has always been there, and to hear that news was kind of like just having a brick like dropped on your chest. Where it's like. This thing that you cared about so much, this thing that you love, this thing that you grew up with, is now gone. It was it was a it was a tough one. Like it was hard. To, I didn't you know I didn't cry about it, but it. I'm not gonna sit here and say that it didn't affect me. Like for the next few days, it was just kind of on my mind. I, I felt like I went back and and re-listened to his his music and uh, reflected on his memory and all all that stuff. Uh, I, while they were playing that song, uh, my mom actually called me. 
she called me and told me the news again. And I don't think she's, I think out of all the people that have passed away, I think she might've, she might've texted me when Prince died, but I mean, it was different over there back then. I mean, texting wasn't that big, but uh, yeah, I remember my mom calling me, uh, you know, telling me the news. So it was a pretty big deal. Like that's one of those, when you look back on like the history of music or even American history, or, you know, if you were going to, if 500 to a thousand years from now, if someone was to write their version of the Bible or some type of historic, you know, book that documents history, you have to mention Michael Jackson. His death will be mentioned in that book because his impact was that great. Um, if you're if you're listening to this, I would actually like to hear um, where you were when uh, you found out he uh, passed away and how it made you feel. Um, just anything like that, like kind of what I just did. Like, let me know what you were doing, because I feel like anyone who listened to music remembers where they were when they heard that uh, Michael Jackson passed away. So the next thing I'm going to go on to is my favorite memory of Michael Jackson. And as a, as a millennial, I feel like uh, mine is gonna be the same as everyone else's. And that's his, uh, when he first debuted the moonwalk at the Motown 25 concert. Like I, I rewatched that video and the amount of like swag that he displayed back then. Like it was just, he was just on point like the moves were like smooth and crisp. It was just like rewatching that. I, I feel like the audience, they didn't even realize what they just saw because it was like, there was like a second of like, kind of like silence when he first did it. And then when he was, after he was done, they kind of went crazy. Cause it was just like, whoa, what, what was that? And this is in the age of like, there's no smartphones. If you were, Watching this on TV live, there was, there was no DVR. You couldn't just rewind it to be like, what what was that? Like that was something that had never been seen before. And we got to give credit to Bobby Brown for uh, teaching Michael Jackson how to do that. Like Bobby Brown is one of the you know greatest entertainers ever, and for him to teach Michael Jackson that move to kind of put him on the plateau, put him on that like on that trajectory of like, all right, you're about to be a star. Let me bless you with this move right here that the world has never seen. So all credit to Bobby Brown on that one. But you watch that and you see how Michael Jackson was 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 feeling. You kind of feel his aura. Like I don't want to say he was cocky, but the the confidence that he had, you can tell that he knew that he was about to be the biggest thing. Like he was, he knew he was about to be that guy. And, and the, the crazy thing is like he already was that guy because he you know he's coming from the Jackson five he already put out off the wall which is you know one of the greatest albums ever and but with thriller with that performance of uh Billie Jean and, and doing the moonwalk on national TV to where everybody's like yo this is wild like this is the this is the moment that I feel like that is the moment that Michael Jackson as a solo artist was just like all right I'm here I'm that dude. I'm the man right now and there's not going to be anything you can do with it. And I mean, he, he cooked off of that album for like five years. Like imagine an artist doing that now where they put out an album 
and for five years, that's all they push. Like they like there's is one thing for like you know Rihanna to put out anti. That's arguably her best album and arguably the best album that came out that year. And she's just like constantly just continuously touring that same album for five years. Like Rihanna put out that album and hasn't put out any music since then. And she's not really pushing anti still. Like, could you imagine in 2019 in the streaming era and the social media era and, you know, music moves so fast, time moves so fast, everything is accelerated. And an artist is just like, this album is so great that this is all I'm going to give you for five years. I'm going to keep giving you this song. I'm going to keep pushing these singles. I'm going to keep making music videos for it. I'm going to keep touring it. Like that's the amount of confidence and, and, and swag that you're just like, yeah, this is it. And I'm going to keep doing this. And there's nothing you can do about it. And that's what the people wanted. That's what they wanted. Because the album was that popular of a, of a project back then. And I, I asked some people on Twitter uh, what their favorite memories are of uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, the first one we got was from Great Eyed Monster. You can follow him at, I can't say that, but it's C-E-A-S-E-L-I-O. You can follow him on Twitter. He said Moonwalker, the entire film. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got on Twitter at I Got a Grammy, I-G-O-T-A-G-R-A-M-M-Y. When he had niggas in wheelchairs fainting in Eucharist. ISJR. Way back in the 80s, there was a promo cassette and bad was on the list, so I got a free copy of bad. So make sure you follow all those guys on Twitter. Um, let me know what your favorite memory is of uh, Michael Jackson. Um, obviously, mine is, like I said, the, the Motown 25 performance, but Oh, wow. If you look at, if you search my name on Twitter and Michael Jackson, you will not find one slanderous tweet coming from me about Michael Jackson. You won't find one. But one thing I have to say about Michael Jackson, and it kind of hurts to me to say this because I actually, before I started recording, I went to YouTube and, and looked up this video and it's wild. This video has like only, you know, 61 million views on it. But I mean, people have been watching this thing for decades. So this was probably way before YouTube or whatnot, but Michael Jackson was lip syncing on that during that performance. Like I was watching it and I was like, man, this voice sounds like, like he was on a record. Like it sounds really clear. And I, and I honestly, I never noticed that until just now. I thought he was singing live and he wasn't. And that kind of, that kind of hurts <laughs> as far as like, you know, it being one of my favorite memories of him. And I mean, that's kind of, you know, Michael Jackson, he's more about, you know, the performance and putting on a show and, and doing um, the dancing and all that stuff. So, I mean, if it wasn't for Bobby Brown, he just, he'd have to just rely on his vocals out there, which are, you know, shaky when he's live at best. So it is what it is at that point. Um, like I said, let me know what your uh, favorite memories of him are. Uh, send them to me at Marcus, Marcus underscore sniffles. Uh, another thing, um, I believe, that Michael Jackson is part of the greatest boy band or group in general, as far as like singing groups. Like you can look at, you know, Destiny's Child, NSYNC, uh, the Beatles, B2K, um, NSYNC. Like, I feel like I could put the Jackson 5 up there against 
any of those groups and any of those acts, and I feel like I'd get a better performance uh, from the Jackson Five. So that's one thing that I'll always give Michael Jackson credit for is for being the the front man for the greatest boy band to to ever live. And his best song, he has a lot of great songs. He has a lot. He's a ton of good songs. Like a ton of his songs are really good. He's got like maybe a handful of great songs, but his best song in my opinion, and I don't think it's even close, is Rock With You from uh, the Off The Wall album. And the reason I go with Rock With You is because you can play it at any point at, and during any occasion, and it, it works for just about anything. Like if you're at a barbecue or a kickback or something like that, if you're like dancing with your grandma, you can play that song and it works. If you're trying to get up on some chicks or whatever like that, you can play that song and it still works. If you're just trying to go on a dance floor, dance, you know, it works. You're just trying to chill, relax, that song works. Play it around your kids, it works. Like, it's just an all-around great song. I love that song. That's my favorite Michael Jackson song ever. I'd say it's a, probably a top 10 song ever for any artist, any genre, or, or anything. Like, that song is, is that great. Uh, let's see. The Impact. Michael Jackson had like he's been dead for 10 years and he hasn't really been making music. He wasn't really making new music before he died. I think he was getting ready to go on tour before that. But I mean, when we think about his his impact and, and what he was able to accomplish as an artist, it's it's still being felt today. Even, you know, 2019, you know, people still reference him as an influence and a, a motivator. Um, there were people. <laughs> like to you know get upset about uh Kanye West's 808s and Heartbreaks album but one of the main uh point one, one of the main driving factors of Kanye West singing entirely on that album is Michael Jackson told them that he was a good singer like could you imagine being a rapper and up well at that point Kanye West wasn't up and coming he was already an established art artist uh, one of the best you know the biggest stars at that time Imagine Michael Jackson coming up to you and saying, yo, you're a good singer. I want to hear more of you singing. And then, you know, people on the internet or people in magazines and stuff saying that your singing isn't great. Like, <laughs> you you couldn't tell me shit if like, yo, Michael Jackson told me I can sing. So there's nobody's going to be able to criticize me and it mean anything at that point. You know, uh, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, Chris Brown, Usher, all these artists have been influenced by uh, Michael Jackson and, and what he's done, his dancing, his singing, his performance, uh, music videos. Like we, he's one of the, I believe he was like the, the second uh, black artist to have his, his music video played on MTV. I believe Prince was the first one, but he was one of the first black artists to get his music videos played on um, MTV. And he wasn't just making music videos. He was like making movies. Like when you talk about Thriller and Moonwalker, uh, the Remember the Time video. Like if, if you go back and look at that video, like Eddie Murphy and Magic Johnson and Michael Jackson are in that same video. Like back then, like Magic Johnson might be, you know, punchline now and Eddie Murphy is not as funny as he once was back then. But back then, that is a huge deal. That's like having LeBron James and Kevin Hart in your videos. Like Kevin Hart's the biggest comedian right now. LeBron James is the biggest basketball player ever or biggest basketball player right now. Having those two in like a Beyonce video, like it was a huge deal 
have those two guys in that video, and it was directed by John Singleton, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's right, but, you know, that's black as shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how big of an a impact that uh, Michael Jackson was able to have. Uh, Moonwalker, that was like a full-length film. And, you know, one of my favorite parts in that is uh, during the, the dance sequence for Smooth Criminal when he did that lean. Him and his, his dancers did that. That shit was so hard, man. Like, you couldn't tell me he wasn't doing that shit for real. Like, that's some of the things that you, at that point, at that point in time, we'd never seen that before. We'd never seen someone dance like that, pull off that move. I don't even know if it's got a name, but like the moon, the moonwalk, we'd never seen that before. That was something that was like, for, for a time back then, it was something that, you know, mind blowing. And, you know, some of my other uh, favorite memories, especially, you know, Moonwalker and the the Motown 25 performance. Like, I remember being a kid, you know, going into the kitchen with my socks on, trying to moonwalk and try to spin around and do all these things. Like, and Michael Jackson had already been an established artist, like, way before I was born. Like, people think I'm old as fuck, but, I mean, I'm not that old. Like, I wasn't a kid. I wasn't, you know, like a kid when Michael Jackson was popping. Like, by the time I was born, that... um, Michael Jackson was, it was probably like after, what was it after? It was like probably after Bad or something like that. Yeah, I was, yeah, after Bad came out. So for the record, I'm not uh, that old. But uh, just just the amount of people that, you know, he was able to work with, you know, Quincy Jones' legacy speaks for itself. Uh, Like I said, Magic Johnson, Eddie Murphy, uh, he had Wesley Snipes in the bad video. Martin Scorsese directed that. Like Martin Scorsese is one of the biggest and most talented directors of all time. And he directed a Michael Jackson video. Like that is the type of, I guess, for nowadays clout that Michael Jackson had back then. Like everybody wanted to work with him. He was that big. Now I feel like we, we really don't give Michael Jackson I don't want to say we don't give him give him enough credit for being somewhat normal because I mean he wasn't normal he wasn't a normal guy and you know imagine the optics of grown women clawing and and you know throwing their underwear at an eight year old kid in 2019 like imagine how people react to that imagine how people would view that imagine the optics of that and he was dealing with that as a kid and. Man, it's tough, man. I couldn't imagine being that young and having to deal with that type of fame and that amount of like criticism and and who knows what was going on with his 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 family life with how his dad was and all the pressure that comes with being a child star and being that successful that early and having to keep up with that. Like, I mean, I know about all the you know the allegations, the what was it, the Lifetime documentaries and all the, the the stuff with the kids and um I can honestly say I'm not I'm not qualified enough to talk about that like I don't I didn't watch any of the documentaries I didn't um I haven't read up on any of the cases I haven't followed up on that stuff anymore I don't know really much about that I know I know that some of the stuff he was doing was odd and it was at at the most he he had questionable behavior but like I said, I think there's a lot of factors that played into that. I'm not trying to make any excuses, but when you're that famous, that young, it's, it's kind of hard to be normal. And 
we don't really give artists like uh, you know Beyonce or Justin Timberlake, who started out being famous as kids and are still relatively normal. Like even people that aren't artists or performers, like LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, like they're still Serena Williams and Venus Williams. They're fairly normal people from what we can from what we see. And we got to start, you know, giving a lot of these uh, celebrities a little bit more credit for being as normal as they can be based on the amount of celebrity they had at such a young age. Because Michael Jackson was kind of the guinea pig for that as far as like being the most famous thing in the world to where no matter what you did, all eyes were on you. You couldn't do anything, like anything without people, without pandemonium, literally pandemonium around you. That was the first one. He was the first one, I, I believe. Like the Beatles, I guess. But I'd probably go with Michael Jackson as far as popularity and the amount of fanfare that followed him. Um, I think the last thing I'm going to do, speaking on uh, Michael Jackson, I'm not going to go you know, 40 minutes on this one, uh, is I'd, I'd like to rank his solo albums and when whenever whenever people are talking music on on twitter or in any space when the discussion of what is michael jackson's best album comes out if your first answer is thriller i'm done talking to you because you clearly you're just what you're talking about is popular music you're talking about music that you hear the most you're talking about music that sells the most you're talking about the music that is the most, you know, it's it's kind of like how, you know, DJ Khaled was like, oh, I play albums that people listen to in the car. It's not some mysterious out like he this a uh, the more uh, the most popular album of all time. Like, look, if we look at Thriller, like Thriller went at, at, as of right now, from what I looked at, it went 33 times platinum. It's the highest selling album ever. Like, of course, most people would automatically assume, well, it sold the most. It's most successful. It won what eight Grammys, including Album of the Year. Like, how could that not be his best album? And it's not off the walls his best album, and it's not even close. When we're talking about like, I think who Michael Jackson is as an artist and what he's good at making kind of it was like I don't want to say it was like disco, but the more uh, dance and soul songs. I think off the wall has that. If you look at the sound, the uh, not the soundtrack, but the the track list, I don't think there's any bad songs on Off the Wall. I think every song is good to great. Like, there's not, I wouldn't say there's a single miss on Off the Wall, and that's why I would put that at number one when you start off with, you know, don't start till you get, don't stop till you get enough. Rock with you. Obviously, my favorite song of all not of all time, but my favorite song from Michael Jackson. Working day and night. Get off, get on the floor, off the wall, girlfriend. She's out of my life. I can't help it. It's the falling in love, burn the disco. Ten songs, 42 minutes. Quick, condensed, easy to put on and just rock with it for a little bit. Like, that's his best album. And I will not take uh any other uh nominees for that like off the wall michael jackson's best album best is and for someone to have you know a 20 a 29 year career this is and for his for your first solo album to be a classic album 
that's pretty tough. It's tough to beat that. It's tough to be better than that. Like a lot of people will put that uh well, that wasn't his first time. That's not even a good example, but not a lot of people will come out of the gate where their first album is like an instant, like this is the classic album. This is one of the best albums of all time. And Michael Jackson was able to do that. Sad part is he wasn't able really to recreate that. Like off the wall is his first and last classic album. Like he doesn't have any more after that. So that's why it's number one. Uh, number two, I kind of went back and forth with number two, I actually had to look at the um, the track listing for it to kind of determine, like, all right, is it between bad or thriller? And the re I I had to go back and forth on it because I was just like, all right, I I like both of these albums. I think that both these albums are really good, but there's a couple of song, not a couple of songs, but each of these albums has a song on there. Where I'm like, all right, this album, this this song sucks. Like it's not just a bad song, it's an awful song. For me, on Thriller, that song is the girl is mine with Paul McCartney. Like that song is dreadful. Whenever I listen to Thriller, I always skip that song. I cannot listen to that song. It makes my ears bleed. It's just it's cheesy. I don't feel like they really mesh together on the on the track, and it doesn't really fit the album. You know, it's not like it's not a big enough song for for an album like Thriller. And I'm pretty sure it was the first single. And if you want to accuse someone of clout chasing, Michael Jackson might have been doing that. We're putting Paul McCartney on his first single for this album, especially when you look at the track list and all the other songs that are on this album. And you're like, yeah, let's put out let's give the people the girl is mine as the the first single. Like, what are you doing? Like, who? That he dropped the ball on that one. Like he's lucky that that album was still be was still able to have the amount of success that it did after that, with that being the first taste of Thriller. Like, I mean, the album is called Thriller, and the first song you put out is "The Girl Is Mine." Like, get out of here, Michael. Like, stop it. So, for that album, that's the worst song in it, and for Bad, the worst song song on it for me was uh, the Just Good Friends songs. And maybe it's just a thing where I just feel like Michael, ja Michael Jackson doesn't work well with others on 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 songs, like, cause that song has Stevie Wonder on it. I just think the production on it wasn't that good and it also sounded cheesy. Wasn't a great song. Like both of those songs, you can get both of those songs out of my life. Like I hate both of them. I can't listen to them. They're just, it's not good music, honestly. But after looking through the track list, for both of these albums, for Bad and for um, Thriller, they both only have one bad song on the albums. So I can't really use the idea of like, all right, well, whichever album has the most bad songs is the album that is placed at number three and the other one will go at number two. So what I did was I looked at, all right, so what are the what what are the great songs on these albums? Which, which album has the great greatest, the most amount of great songs on it? And when I look at Thriller, when I think of like, okay, what's the great song on there? I would go with PYT, Beat It, Thriller, mm, Human Nature, maybe. Wanna be starting something, maybe. But yeah, I mean, probably like four great songs, like legit great songs 
Uh, for bad, like great songs, I'd probably go with bad. The way you make me feel, Speed Demon, Another Part of Me, Man in the Mirror, I Just Can't Stop Loving You, Dirty Diana, Smooth Criminal. Like, the cream really rises on bad. Like, I really feel like the best songs on bad are better than the best songs on thriller. Like, I feel like if you were doing a, a snake draft between the songs on uh, bad and thriller, and you're just like, all right, well, you know, you can pick. You have to pick songs from each of these albums. You know, they're all in a pool. Which songs are the best? What songs do you want to hear the most? Like, I feel like you're gonna pick a lot of these songs from Bad before you pick songs from Thriller. If we're even if we're ranking them, if we're gonna rank songs, I feel like Bad has the better songs than uh, Thriller. So for me, I put Bad at number two. I put Thriller at number three. Honestly, and this is this is where we get that huge gap of like it's a huge drop off. Like the dangerous album, not the dangerous album, the uh the history album. That's more of a greatest hits album. And the the second second album or the second disc is more of a has original music on there. I mean it's it's fine. Like it's okay. But honestly, his last three albums, History, Dangerous, Invincible. I put history at number four and dangerous at number uh, five and invincible last. Like, honestly, you can mix up any of those three. I really don't care because those three albums aren't good. They're just not. They're not good albums. They're not classic albums. They have, there is one or two really good songs on those albums. But when we're talking like what the standard is for Michael Jackson, it doesn't, doesn't reach it. it I mean, it barely even comes close. Like at that point, we were just celebrating Michael Jackson for being Michael Jackson at that point. It was kind of like, you know, Kobe Bryant's last three years in the NBA. We were just like, okay, he's not great. He's not really that good anymore, but we're going to keep rooting him on. We're going to keep watching. We're going to keep cheering. We're going to keep voting him into the all-star game and all this stuff. But he's, he's not that guy. And Michael Jackson really stopped being that guy. He peaked at uh, off the wall. And then his decline started after bad. Like after bad came out, it went downhill very quickly. Like, whew, it was bad. But like I said, he's one of the greats. I think he's a top 10 artist of all time. I wouldn't put him on the Mount Rushmore of artists, but um, I don't think anybody is going to have the type of career that Michael Jackson had when we talk about legacy impact album sales popularity world tours um his influence when it comes to videos and dancing uh putting on performances like we're never gonna see that again you're never gonna see an artist win eight grammys for an album we're not gonna see that like beyonce can barely get you know two grammys for an album well i think she got a couple for uh danger dangerously in love she got more than two but seeing someone get eight Grannies, seeing someone's album sell as many records as Michael Jackson's did, seeing seeing the whole world kind of lose their collective minds just by seeing him. Like you can look on YouTube, you can watch his uh, performance at the Super Bowl. He literally just stands there and says nothing for like I think it's a whole minute, thirty seconds to a minute. And the crowd is going crazy. Just being able to see him, just being in his presence was enough to make that crowd go crazy. Like literally lose their minds. They could not handle 
like people were fainting at his concerts. People were getting wheeled out of concerts that they paid money to, that they traveled to. They get a glimpse of Michael Jackson. They hear his voice, and he just they, people are passing out. Literally, I don't think we've we might not ever see that again, or we won't see that again. We will never see an artist as popular as Michael Jackson was. Like imagine Michael Jackson during the social media era. Imagine Michael Jackson if there was Twitter or Instagram, YouTube, DVRing. Like Michael Jackson would be the biggest thing. He's he's the biggest thing still. He's been dead for 10 years and he's still the biggest artist like ever. And we'll never see someone that has that type of impact and that type of legacy. And who sells, who does, whose albums do that, those type of numbers, who has Grammys and, you know, uh, Billboard Music Awards and MTV Music Awards and BET Awards and Soul Train Awards, like everything. Like, I'm pretty sure he's met with presidents, like presidents have wanted to meet this guy. Everybody wanted to work with him. Everybody, everybody that's in the music industry has a story about Michael Jackson that they are quick to share. But, um, that's really all I got on uh, Michael Jackson on the uh, the ten year anniversary of his passing. Um, whatever stories you got, send them to me. Um, send them to the committee podcast. We'll uh, try to read them out for the for the people. Um, we'll you know at you guys in the, with the episode. And one thing I want you guys to prepare for: thirty years from now, there are going to be people that say. Bruno Mars is better than Michael Jackson, and they might be right. Peace.